Psalm 46 is one that will feel very familiar to most of us. It has lots of familiar language. But what I learned when I went through Psalm 46 is that sometimes that familiar language, it goes over my head until I listen to it and what it means in the Hebrew. It gives us this picture of a good father that longs for us to put our relationship with him at the highest priority in our lives. So I pray that today serves as a good reminder of that and that it helps you understand things in a fresh way. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know that you have been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus, how he calls them, how he encourages them, how he equips them. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, helping you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I also include a lot of cultural and historical information that makes these familiar passages of scripture really come alive. This is a great study to do with maybe your teen girls or a group of friends from church, and it will really help you gain confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are in Psalm 46, which is a song that was written by the sons of Korah. And if you haven't been listening along, the sons of Korah were like the worship leaders in the temple. They were part of the tribe of Levi. So keep in mind that this would have originally been put to music. Starting in verse one, God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear Though the earth gave way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its water roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with a fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. 
man, I feel like there are so many verses in this that we know, that we quote, that we say, that it could be a, a hymn of our present day. And actually, a lot of these words are in our present day hymns and worship songs. So I don't know if you're like me, but uh, this one felt, Psalm 46 felt a little bit more familiar than some of the other Psalms. Verse 1 is probably, 1 and 2 are probably verses that are pretty familiar to you. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Verses 1 and 2, when it talks about our refuge and strength, I I I think we all experience times when we feel spiritually dry. Perhaps we feel empty or we feel unproductive. Um, You know, as believers, I think what is a natural tendency to happen is when we are young believers, new believers, we have almost like a honeymoon period, similar to what it's like with a lot of new relationships where we are just on fire and nothing can stop us. And we have a heart for evangelism and sharing the gospel. And then as we mature in the faith, we sometimes get to a place where we hit a wall. And when we hit that wall, there's almost this temptation to think like, man, how did I get here? I I should be farther along than this. And I've talked about that in quite, quite in depth in previous podcast episodes. But Um, that feeling of maybe feeling empty or even just unproductive in your spiritual walk. It's part of the reason why we started the the ministry of She Hears and, and the Hearing Jesus podcast, because I feel like it's something that a lot of us, especially those of us that have been believers for a long time, really wrestle with. And then there's almost like this guilt that comes alongside of it. We know that that should not be the normal condition for a believer. We kind of intuitively understand that because we know that God desires to be active in the lives of his people. And so there's a couple things that, that, that I think we need to lean into. That place can be a very holy place because what happens is, is we are no longer dependent on God just to be there during the good seasons, the easy seasons, or the seasons where it seems to come naturally, but we can lean into that relationship in a way that it it matures past that superficial place into a, a deeper place. Um, you know, you, we've heard it over and over through the Psalms when deep calls to deep, there's a sense, I don't know if you're like me, but there's a sense that I always had that God can handle the the easy stuff or the happy stuff, but I'm not going to go to God with the hard stuff. Um, I just, sometimes I felt like maybe there was, maybe there was an undercurrent of thinking that they were, the hard seasons were maybe consequences of my own sin, or maybe it was that I deserved, you know, I deserve death, really. I mean, we all kind of deserve that. The only reason why we have eternal life is because of Jesus and God's great love for us. So I felt like maybe in my humanness, this was part of the fallen world we were a part of, and I, and I deserved it. And I, I, I internalized that a lot. And it wasn't until about a year or two ago that I kind of leaned into this space of understanding that God is a good father. 
And as a parent, when my children are hurting, I long to comfort them. I long to hold them, to rub their back. I have girls, so I'll rub their hair, give them a glass of water, let them cry for as long as they need to, and then hold them and figure it out together, figure out the next steps together, even when it's been their own fault. You know, if one of my daughters, um, you know, like when they're little, if you tell them not to touch the hot, something hot, and you tell them and you tell them and you tell them, and then they touch something the hot, even though it's their own fault, I still want to comfort them as their mother. I still want to give them medication. I still want to, you know, get, put some aloe on their fingers. I want to hold them until that pain goes away. Because as a good parent, that's what you do. And yet in my mind, I couldn't face God unless things were going okay, or it wasn't my fault, or somehow I could understand that the season that I was going through would be something that he could look at without being disappointed with me. And it wasn't until I realized that it's in those moments, especially those moments where we think God is disappointed in us, that we need to lean into and come to him because that's the only way we're going to get through them. And so I think what happens is is kind of what we're seeing in this psalm. It's expressing a trust and a confidence in God during a time when situations of life are not stable, when things are not secure, when they're not easy. And when it's talking about the refuge and strength, it's really talking about this power to face these difficulties and really uncertainties that we all have in life. The The way that we face that is in God. It is allowing God into that space with us. That word refuge gives this picture of a shelter from danger. And so if God is our security in these seasons of life that are like storms, the strength refers to his power when we're battling the enemy, these spiritual battles that we all have. If we are able to trust God, he will reveal his power through us and and help us overcome those obstacles. And I'll tell you, there's something really special about experiencing God's power and his provision when we are fighting a spiritual battle because it teaches you so much about who he is. There have been seasons of my life where I have been up against something much bigger than myself and I knew that I was completely dependent on him to get through it. And as I leaned into that, that vulnerability and that desperation, that desperate plea of the heart, like, God, I need your help to to rescue me from this because I, I can't get there on my own. It's been in those seasons that I've learned about different aspects of God that I would not have known had I not gotten to that place because he is trustworthy, because he is faithful. The end result is w- what we learn or what we understand this idea of him being what verse one says is an ever present help in trouble an ever present help. He's never not present. There's never a time where God is not present in your life. I'm going to say that again. There's never a time where God is not present in your life. So when we are facing trouble, he is available. He wants us to call on him for help, especially when we, when we are in times of need, when we're, when we're needing him. Because his power and his presence are the very things we need to get through that situation. We can't do it on our own. And because he never leaves us, 
we have no reason even to be afraid. And it's not that the things that happen to us aren't going to be scary, but he's present with us. I love that aspect of understanding God as a good father, that he never leaves us alone, that he's willing and ready and waiting to step in on our behalf. Verse four says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. God's river is this continual flow of his grace. And so by grace, I mean this idea of undeserved favor or mercy or help. God's grace in our lives are are those times where we don't deserve it, but he gives it anyway. And so in that continual flow of his grace and inspiration and power, he works in and through us as believers. He works in and through us. And this is this pure life-giving river that flows from God the Father through God the Son and through God the Holy Spirit. And it's described as flowing from God's throne. This river is talking about being flowing from God's throne and constantly refreshing his people on earth. And we see that throughout the scriptures. Um, through On earth, it's talked about that in John chapter 4 and also John chapter 7. And then it's also talking about how it's refreshing people that are in heaven. And that's talked about in Revelations 22. And so the most important benefit of that river is that it It brings us evidence of God's presence among his people. Verse five, the Lord is almighty with us. And we see that in seven, the Lord is almighty with us. And then in 11, the Lord almighty is with us. And so if you think about this in verse five, verse seven, verse 11, this theme starts coming up. The Lord almighty is with us. The Lord almighty is with us. There's nowhere we can go that he is not with us. And so verse 10 leads us to be still and know that I am God. This idea of being still. The Hebrew words here can be translated, I love this, as enough or even stop. It's this idea of let go or quit holding on to the things that may be distracting you or weighing you down spiritually. That's the the Hebrew word picture that we see here. And so the things that keep you from honoring God and giving him that proper place of authority in your life, God is saying, let go. So it's not just be still. Like I need to hear that. I definitely need to hear the word be still because I, I tend to go, 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 go until I burn out. So if he's saying be still, I do need to hear that. But it's not just be still. It's let go. Let go of the things that are keeping you away from me. And I love that because it's this picture of a father that is pursuing his child because he just wants to spend time with us. And so what we see is this desire that God has for us to be able to offer up to him this proper place in our life, this proper place of priority. And it's through God's word and through individual lives that we've seen evidence of God's presence and the power at work on behalf of his people. We see that in verses seven through nine. And so we can be at peace in this fact that he has everything under control. He is all powerful. And one day, everyone that ever lives will be able to recognize and acknowledge that. But in the meantime, we have to live that out. 
there's something so specific that happens when we lean into allowing God to empower us. There's a boldness that happens. I know that there have been seasons where I have walked into situations in fear. And I think there's a a, a little bit of a confusion about fear because when it talks about not having fear, therefore we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. It's talking about we won't fear, but yet we experience fear as a human emotion. I think that there's a difference between allowing fear to paralyze us and not do what God has called us to do versus having fear, but stepping out and trusting God anyway, because that isn't that the very definition of faith. That's the very definition of trusting him. And it's in those moments of trusting him, of having faith in him, of operating as if we weren't afraid that he shows up in ways that we cannot even imagine. And I've talked about that on the podcast before. Lots of different times I've been in other countries and experienced God's hand where I, in my human nature, was very afraid, but yet I saw God's hand of provision and protection show up in ways that I will never not trust him again. It doesn't mean that I won't be fearful again, but I will, won't will operate in fear. Instead, I will operate in this space of trusting him no matter what. So I want to read through Psalm 46 again, and I want you to kind of meditate on this idea of that he never leaves us and, and, and really listen when it talks about him being ever present, always with us. It's repeated over and over. And I love that. I want that to be a reminder for you today. So starting again in verse one, God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Father God, thank you that you are ever present, that you are always with us, that there's never a moment that you are not with us. Lord, help us to be still, not just to sit still, but to stop and let go and quit holding on to the things that are keeping us away from you. God, I pray that even right now, as we are praying through this, that you would reveal to our hearts the things that are keeping us from you, the things that we have allowed to take the place of the proper priority of your place in our lives. Lord, would you reveal those things to us and not only reveal them, but convict us in a way that we hand them over to you, that we let go, that we quit holding on, that we recognize that you are a God, you are a good father that longs to be with us, even in the moments that are hard, even in the moments that we don't want to reveal to you, 
God, would you break through those moments and remind us that you are a good father. And even when it's our fault, you want to help us get back on the right track to heal, to repair the damage that was done and to get to a place of leaning into this peace, this river, this anointing that is a continual flow of your grace. God, I thank you for how gracious you are with us and how patient you are. I thank you for what a good father you are in Jesus name. Amen. Hey friends, I just want to let you know that we have lots of great resources for you in the She Hears shop. So if you are looking for something to do after you finish the She Hears Bible study, or even if you would like a Bible to go along with the Psalm study that we're doing, we have lots of note-taking Bibles and journaling Bibles. There's kind of something for everyone in there. And a new thing we put in the shop is something I love. I use it with my teenage daughters, is the Real Pretty Bible books of the Bible markers. So you, they're little tabs you put on the outside of your Bible and they help you easily be able to see and flip to different books of the Bible. It's so helpful like for church or when you're doing a Bible study to easily be able to see where you're going. So I pray all those things are resources that you will find helpful. And again, you can find those at shehears.org on the resources page. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.